Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hey, we're back in Red Larch. Let's see, what happened previously, Milo? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Um, Stuff with things. Evelyn and Paulton came to the Drawn and Courtier um, on invitation from Omen Drawn, not realizing that Omen had sent a missive to Walnut Dockgrass, preparing for their arrival. I'm Chris Perkins, your humble DM, and I'll be running this particular show and picking up where Jerry left off. And to my left, we have got, repping the grandeur of Lathander, <laughs> Evelyn Marthane, the paladin. And next to her, dragonborn narcissist, Danar Blitzen. Ooh. And he loves it. Yeah, yep. To my right, rocking the bard hard, Paulton Seppa. Uh, and representing the natural world, Walnut Dongrass. <laughs> All right. The mist has enshrouded the tavern. The mercy killers who crept inside have all been smacked down into the floor. Um, Krafa gives them disapproving glances. What do you do? Paulton, could you get us a hut up in here? This mist looks gross. Uh, I don't know what a hut's gonna do, but sure. And I'll, I, I'm just all right. Throw up a hut, whatever. It's like <laughs> this what the magical lady says. dome <clears throat> springs around Paulton in the middle of the top room. I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm assuming you're also close. Yeah, I should yeah. probably run over there. Yeah. Hut. Hut. So, um, Dinar and Walnut, you see. I would. Them. I would motion to them. Like, come on. I'm distracted by this hideous ball gown, <laughs> this spectral ball gown that I'm in. Um, but yeah, I'll dive into the the hut. Yeah. Okay. I'm out of my depth, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just lumber over confusedly. <laughs> yes. As soon as you pass into the hut, the ball gown sort of disperses like it's pushed out. Thank God. And it just sort of evaporates into nothing. And you are hiding out in this thing. Uh, Prafa, pays you no mind, she's dragging the mercy killers into the back room just so they're not splayed out all over the floor. Very good. Probably she you seem to she might even wrap them up in like a, a rug and then <laughs> drag them back <laughs> so they don't bleed on their way in. <laughs> don't get any blood on the bar. Yeah, exactly. So you're camped out in your little hut. This temperature-controlled dome of magic mm-hmm. in the middle of the tap room. It's like, welcome, first time in the hut, you know. Um... <laughs> Please make yourself at home. Get comfy. There's uh, 
of the hut, clearly. Um, beverages will not be provided. <laughs> uh, hopefully you got that memo before entering the hut. Uh, anything you say or do in the hut will be closely monitored and possibly used against you, if so need be. And let's hope we don't die. What was that mist? Yeah, is it filling it's up? still out there. Is it filling up the bar? So some of it is sort of creeping in under the floorboards, okay. um, but not in a way that's sort of creating visibility issues in here. It okay. seems to be, for the most part, confined to outside. Well, that's good. You seem to know what it was, Paulton. What do you think it is? Oh, you know, just maybe maybe one of the SFX guys went overboard with the smoke machine and, like, no one told him to kill it. Or, you know, maybe we're going to go back to uh, <clears throat> the, the, the bad place. I don't go to bad places. Oh, okay. Asheville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Worse. <laughs> Outside, you hear the clatter of a horse and wagon. Clop, clop, clop of the hooves and the sound of the rickety grinding back and forth, the squeaky wagon. I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure it's just delivery passing by. You know, it, it stops. I'm sure outside it, in front. I'm sure it's <laughs> going to the establishment across the street. <laughs> you hear a knock on the door. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's somebody else knocking. <laughs> Who is it? it not, you hear the knock again. Can we? Rafa, there's someone at your door. Can we see from the window? Come back later, please. No, the angle's sort of wrong. You're just, through the okay. window. You're kind of staring out into some fog. If if we even wanted to, could we open the door? Because probably the, the barrier. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like we're we're good. Thank you. Who is it? Uh, I have to make a check. Oh, okay. Uh, you hear a voice outside. It is I, Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. The, what? The hut just oh. dissipates. <laughs> Paulton just gets up and walks straight to the door. Careful! The door you can see is nailed shut with those glass nails. So I can't open that. It's pretty secure. It's like... There might be a back door. <laughs> You're lucky I can't open this, dude. Is that you, Paulton? You think? He says, you have nothing to fear from me. I come with a warning. Come with a death wish, buddy. <laughs> Is it about the, the mercy killers? We already got the warning. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't like that guy. I know. What do you want? Uh, I want to come inside. I want you to come inside too, but uh, currently that is not possible. He says, then we shall have words here on the threshold. Last time we saw him, I kind of died. You are in greater danger than you know. Well, An ancient yeah. evil is going to visit itself upon you. Okay, and? I have rushed ahead of it. Well, good for you. You want to give me more details than that, or are we going to be ominous all day? He says, it has to do with a ring, you see. An ancient ring, reborn in the ritual that I performed to save your friends, Death and Strix. Do you still have the rings? Ah, <laughs> if you do, I fear your doom. Do 
we still have the rings? Nope. We might. Someone have has one our rings. Of the rings. I was just like, well, then we're fine because we, we don't have the rings. Yeah, right? we lost those. We what don't if, know where they are. What if we did hypothetically have those rings? It's like Jesus. Who am I talking to? <laughs> yeah, who is he talking to? I'm You're talking through a door right, right. now. Right. So I'm, I'm Walnut of Acquisitions Incorporated. I'm not familiar with that place. Neither am I. <laughs> That's <familiar>. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from around here, you see. Uh, well, happy to make your acquaintance. What if we did have one of those rings? Then I fear the dark powers that have manifested of flesh will be coming for it soon. So whoever has the rings are what, are what they're after. He says, the ritual that I used to save your friends and bind the soul of your good friend Evelyn in the bands was an old Vistani wedding ritual, first performed in the ancient times. Evelyn hears wedding and goes, ah! <laughs> Is that Evelyn? Hi! <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's here too. Bet you didn't know I was still alive! Long story! How are your eyes? Actually, I don't know about that. Never mind. Uh, and he says, you haven't much time. Good luck. I wish you well. Great. Always a pleasure. This is so helpful. Why, why don't you stay for uh, cornerstones and... And talk. Yeah. Yeah, can we let this guy in? Actually, that sounds like a great idea. He seems like he'd be be a big help. How do we open this door? Yeah. Or you could try to, you could get Prophet to rip out the, the, uh, the, yeah, there is a, there's a a door door through the the kitchen. Or that. Okay, cool. There's a side door. We're, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. I'll meet you around the side. Okay, great. Cool. Maybe, maybe just, you know, you do what you need to do, but maybe just like. You hear the horse and wagon leave, um, but you also hear the crunch of grass and dirt as somebody makes their way around the side of the building. Okay. I'll get it. Evelyn runs to intercept him at the door. She's like, she goes to let him in. This guy seems super helpful. Uh, when you open up the door and he sees you there, you can see. Um, well, he's got eyes. Oh. Uh, he can see you. Evelyn uh, would know and the he, he is. As you last remembered him, a small man, old, white, wispy hair, kind of frail, sort of in the final years of his life. He's got a trench coat on, sort of a brown trench coat, and he's got a a walking stick, a black ebony walking stick with a silver wolf head and uh, spectacles perched on the bridge of his nose. And he says, you're alive, which is nice to see again. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. We would meet once more. I'm, I'm glad you think so. It's kind of, I'm going to admit it's a little weird seeing you after all that, but glad you're okay too. I wish I was here under better circumstances. I'm afraid I'm somewhat at fault for the situation that is about to be visited upon you. Seems like it's not often you're here under good circumstances. He sort of makes his way past you into the room to kind of <laughs> suss out everybody else present. And he says, I am Dr. Rudolph Van Richten at your service. He's a dick. A dick on. doctor. <laughs> no, I'm a vampire. I gotta talk. <laughs> You're a, a what? 
I am a vampire hunter. It's not as cool as he says. And a cleric of the morning, Lord. That's That part is actually as, as lame as it sounds. Hey. No offense. <laughs> you're, you're, you're fantastic. Oh. Keep, keep, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see he's got this sort of sun symbol amulet. Okay. Mm. Evelyn's just kind of nervously hovering, like, not between Fulton and Van Richten, but, like, around to make sure things stay copacetic. Fulton's just, just eyeing him, literally just like going over all the options. He's just like, okay. He's sort of aware of the animus that is brewing like, within you. Hey. So. He says, do you want to settle this now? Get it out of the way. Maybe smash my face into a table a few times. Throw me across the bar. It's like, oh, you knew how to talk dirty to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I think we don't need to do any smashing. Maybe you could just kind of give us the information you came to give us about dark powers and all that. He says, there are evils greater than vampires. The evils that birthed the dark realms of Ravenloft into being. They are the dark powers. They are the ones who bring the mists around the domains and trap their lords inside them. Mm-hmm. Two of those powers are now manifest in the world, you see. Why? Did you do that? I'm afraid I did. Van when Richten. I cast that ritual. What? So it's your fault? Yes, entirely. Hmm. That's enough for me. The, the, the ritual with the rings and the me and the... <laughs> Yes. And now dark powers? Is it my fault too? No, no, you're good. It's his fault. He did the ritual. All you did was not die. (laughs) These beings are immensely powerful. (laughs) (laughs) These beings are utterly, irredeemably evil. Uh, So when you say manifest, you mean like walking around? They have not existed materially for ages. And being material kind of helps them do worse stuff? Worse than murdering my parents who were murdered? Yes, he, they he, were. he murdered my, my parents for those who aren't caught up. Just wanted yeah. to like give that little exposition. That's why. Okay, anyway, carry on, sir. He says, Lashka and Vidir. That is what they were called when they were alive. They were mm-hmm. Vistani, you see, married in an ancient ritual. They hail from two different tasks. Tasks? Yes, think of them as alliances of tribes. They were married? Yes. What happened to them? They died. Why? They were killed. By members of their own tasks. Why? Because it was a dark time and they were evil. And their union would have spelt doom for the Vistani. At risk of being an original why? Hmm. He says, because love makes people do crazy things, you see. And they were very much in love. An ancient love. A true love. Have you ever experienced true love? Oh, just looks at the floor. Like everyone, I think, just yeah. here, here. <laughs> uh, 
I have, and the things that you will do for love, far greater than the things you will do out of hate. <laughs> Looking at me for a moment. I'd, I'd love to end this right now, if that's what you're getting at. He says, I've only got a few years left. If you want to end it now, then do it. Oh, it's too easy. It's too easy. No. He knows I won't pick the low-hanging fruit. I'll think of something. Come back to me. So... They are drawn to the rings. Why? Because the rings are what they are what tethers them to this reality. So we they need to have just... not been able to touch each other or be in each other's company for thousands and oh. thousands of years. That's so sad. But once they get the rings, they'll be together again. Corporeal. Eternal. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's give them the rings, guys. Did I mention their dark powers? Well, <laughs> maybe they won't feel so dark once they have, like, you know, the love of their lives back. We can't give them these rings, Denari. Remember, we need these rings to free Mela from the Sanguila. My, my god. Did I know that? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> was like, remember, I told you. I told you this many, many times. Wait, you guys have the rings? I have it right here. Omen gave it to me, actually. Omen you know, has you know the rings? Can I, like, try to snatch it? <laughs> right here. This is her most prized possession. Yeah, it's right on her hand, so probably not. Dang it. Omen gave you those? Omen did give it to me. How did Omen get the rings? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you okay there, buddy? <laughs> you want down for a while? It's exciting about all this ring talk. Mm -hmm. Omen's like, oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just kind of like, just like pieced out with them. It was kind of, a, it was kind of a dick move. He just took them. Yeah, he just took them. And I'm sure. No, no, no. Hang on. Omen just stole rings that were imbued with my soul. Yeah. And no. I just He's a trusted creep. him. He's a weirdo, man. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't steal them. Omen wouldn't do that. What do you call it when you take something without without permission? Oh, that's stealing. But Diaz said we could keep them and that it was fine. Diaz said that? He said we could keep it until we did our ritual that would free my god. I wasn't, I wasn't there for any of that. I also wasn't there. <laughs> I'm throwing Diaz under the bus too. <laughs> <laughs> he is very light. He's the one to throw under that. He did take all our money. Well. Yeah. He took, wait, money? Yeah. That's, ignore that. The point is. Diaz had money? I do have this ring. Oh, it came funny. from Omen. It's to help us release a god. Yeah, and I can't. Money. I can't give it up. Well, I guess technically the ring is DS. So he. Can well, it sounds like the wants. ring was Omens because he stole it. Because apparently that's how that. Well, works. if DS said she could have it, then she can have it. It's mm -hmm. DS to give, I suppose. Even though my soul is in it, but I guess no big deal. Do you have that in writing? Where uh, are DS and Strix? Um, Probably somewhere fantastic and wonderful and not horrible. And, and why safe. don't they have you the rings? Uh, I think Diaz bought them off us, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or we sold them to us. We gave him money in good faith that we would uh, use these rings for our purposes. And then when we were done and the rest of the soul pieces that may be in them were released, we would get that money back. <sighs> Naruto. I'm, I'm just mad at you guys are. Any of this. <laughs> 
Death doesn't tell. We we all kind of don't tell each other a lot of stuff. We might have some. I mean, he goes over to the bar and pours himself a drink of wine. As soon as he pours it, like mid sentence, I'm just like, it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) we might have some like communication things going on. That pours another glass of wine. He like takes that one and just like (laughs) splashes it on Jonathan's face without like even looking. Communication is key. I want to know who's coming for them so that I can be ready for them because they certainly aren't getting this ring. I mean, he just kind of explained it. He says, Lashka of the Manusa will go after one. Okay. Vadir of the Kaldesh will come at the other. Okay. Well, how hard could it be? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, famous last words. What's it like outside? Is it still misty? misty? Yeah. Opaque. Mm. So the big question is... As you sort of look over toward the door, Dinar, you see one of the nails... Push itself out Ugh. and go plink down onto the floor. Oh no! Oh. It just slides out like yeah. Plink. Is that normal? Does that always happen? I go pick it up. I never saw that before. It. Yeah. Mm. Give the profit. And I do. Yeah, he handed it to her, and by the time that one has been handed off, another one slides out plink, yeah. onto the floor. Just real up. quick, Van Richten, <laughs> before <He's> whoever's <laughs> coming in. <laughs> What, what are we supposed to do about these dark powers if they're so powerful? What is it that you think we can do about it? He says, you can't do anything. Well, then why did you come warn us? Because it's all I can do. Cool, so you just wanted us to know that our inevitable doom was coming. Mm-hmm. He says, <laughs> you'll have to work it out with them. Oh, I'm sure we can do that. Mm. Can we destroy the rings? That We're not going to destroy the ring. He says... Absolutely. Hey, that sounds good. Problem solved. Yeah, that's that, fine. What, uh, is there? Just, oh wait, no, wait, no. That's uh, never mind. I mean, I don't no, know. How no, works. no. I you, you and I are on the same page. We no, got this. A different page now. <laughs> J, J, J to the K. If you if you split a soul and then you destroy part of it, is it like a like? I mean, I don't know how that works. What do I know how that works? What's that? What's that? Uh, make a religion roll. Uh. 18? So you had a piece of your soul torn away from you mm-hmm. and split into two rings. Mm-hmm. You don't know what happens when the ring is destroyed. Maybe that soul goes back to you or maybe it just goes, maybe it just ceases to exist. And what, do I know if like a person with a little less than a whole soul has any problem? Um, they're like kidneys. There are people, yeah. there, there, are, so there are people with broken souls, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, deny them any happiness or place in the afterlife. Because I don't know that If that I... fragment of soul were to be, say, captured by someone who had untoward intentions toward it, they could use it for fell purposes. Okay. Mm. So it's maybe just, like, not super simple because, you know, my soul's kind of in there, part of mm-hmm. it. So. I agree. We should not destroy the ring. And they wouldn't like that very much. Oh. Well, I'm just weighing out our options. <laughs> but then, like, but then what happens if the this ring that has someone's soul in it is taken by these... These uh, these these spoopy powers, and they well, what happens then? Then, then they can live out the life that they were denied. Okay, so what's that mean for the soul, the person whose soul is in the ring? I don't know. God, you're just a big bag of help. Yeah. <laughs> I know more than you, Paulton Seppa. Ugh. And I always will. Oh, don't beat him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's just like math equations in front of him, just like going through everything he can do. He's like, okay, okay, all right, and got to borrow. Okay, there's Chen. All right, cool. Just How many glass nails are gone? Are they all gone now? Are uh, they all out? Yeah, pretty much. The door has a door. Take it outside. <laughs> if you're gonna fight, don't break anything. Put my hand on my sword. Okay. Evelyn's just kind of like that awkward yeah. one at the party, like, trying to be like, no one. Eh, I, eh, eh. I, don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Or a mess. We're a mess yeah. right now, Steve. <laughs> you can see outside through the window, even through the, the fog, uh, what appear to be like distant torchlights. Like how many? Oh, a couple. Okay. From your point of view, it's hard to see that many. Oh, look, distant torchlights. Yeah. That must be helpful. Maybe it's Lashka. Oh. Will they have torches? We don't know. Dr. Exposition, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to Dr. Exposition. Yeah. Uh, and he, he doesn't know, uh, but you see that uh, from behind the bar, he sort of undoes the top of his cane and draws out a silver sword from within it. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to turn into a wolf at this point. Cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, sniff, sniff, the, sniff the air um, and do a, do a perception check on based on smell. Very good. Go ahead. Which I, get. I miss being a wolf. That was fun. Yes. Uh, that was in. Oh, I'd rather take a 16. Uh, 23. Okay. Um, with that roll, you can, you smell torches and pitch. Oh. Quite a lot out there. Um, and you also smell familiar smells. Um, people and, well, you smell the town of Red Larch, obviously. Oh, okay. You're accustomed to that, mm-hmm. the cattle and all the other rest of it. But then you do, with your keen wolf senses, pick out that there are at least 30 people approaching the Drawn and Corti. All right, oh, so... Fire um, up the grill. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, here's the rest of the party. Yeah. Um, so my hackles raise, and I start uh, a low growl, and I get into, a like, a stance. What's that, girl? Something about a well? <laughs> <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Scratching at the ground. Yeah. A baker's moonbeam? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't communicate in wolf form other than to show you that I'm... Uh, the door opens slowly, okay. and standing in the doorway is a man with a fiddle tucked under his arm. And he's sort of portly and uh, maybe in his 60s, 70s, kind of withered, um, or, or withered fingers, uh, knotty fingers, and uh, a, a bushy white mustache and a scruffy beard, and with, uh, like, big tufts of hair off the sides of his head. And um, he just sort of looks around, nods, and walks inside. Yes, hello. (laughs) This is not my home, but I welcome you. Greetings. My name is Dorka. Tell me about it. (laughs) Welcome. Cool. (laughs) I'm I'm going to just sit somewhere. Is that okay? It's not my place. Go for it. Prophet! Yes. Uh, You can see, unlike the Mercy Killers, where Prophet kind of knew what she was dealing with here, this is just bizarre to her. 
Uh, and so she's got her weapon handy, but she sort of nods to a, a stool by the door. Um, do I smell anything weird on him? There, uh, you smell pipeweed clinging okay. to him pretty heftily and uh, yes. ale. He might be drunk. Oh, okay. All right. But I'm he- going to like, like pop a squat next to him. Yeah. And as he sits there, he sort of uh, gets his fiddle up and he sort of just makes these sound like a very dramatic. I'm going to like mimic it on yeah. the, on the, uh, on the three on the string yeah, mandolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, All right. Mm-hmm. He tries to up you. So you're riffing with the with the strings, and he's got his bow uh, raking across uh, his instrument. Make a performance check, okay. as he tries to outdo you. Meantime, Evelyn is at first like, "We don't have to." Oh, <laughs> concert. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, he confounds you with the speed of his. Uh, um, of his hands and the fluidity of his music, you're you're a little taken aback. It's like, like one string breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays a dramatic. Good job, both people. Kill Good him. job. Get him out of here. Yeah, he came in from the fog. My master will be along shortly. But, oh, uh, master. Yeah. Who? Who is Homestuff, your master, sir? Vadir of the Kaldesh. Oh. This is his theme music. Oh. Uh, Hi. I know that name. I think we should go. We should go. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. We should head out. Okay. I Man, I don't say that. I'm just at the door, like, <laughs> at the door. Yeah. When you get to the door and you look out, mm-hmm. you can see uh, red larchers, townsfolk mm-hmm. that you have passed and associated with, uh, Basically, closing in around the drawn in courtier with torches and pitchforks. Oh no! But the mob. You can see a. You can see that the butcher, this woman, uh, looks. Her hair is sort of disheveled, like she just woke up, and she's still in uh, her nightgown, but she has a torch uh, lit um, that she's holding on to. Uh, you can also see that um, the clothier is out. You've probably had business and dealings with her. Uh, there is a, a half-orc who works at the smithy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's out. You can see he's got an apron on, some soot on his face, and he's got uh, a hammer in one hand and a torch in the other. Although you've seen these people time and time again, you've never seen the looks on their faces as they are now. Uh, it, they almost look like zombies. Mm. Cool. Uh, or puppets. Okay. Um, I start making my way towards the side door, the kitchen door. Okay. You can see they're coming from the back, too. What's the, what's the fiddler guy doing? He is playing dramatic music. He keeps going, and I just want to, like, grab it and do, like, a... And just hand it back to him. Okay. <laughs> you break his fiddle, you smash it into smithereens, and he does sort of stare at it. And you, you can hear Van Richten behind the bar go, oh. We should go. Hmm. Uh, is this normal? Like, a, no. does this town have like a fun festival where everyone comes to this bar? And- well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that. 
Well, All the problem. color seems to leach from your surroundings. <sighs> um, and everything goes to black and white. We've probably recognized this phenomenon, uh, right? You've never seen anything quite like this. It's like you literally just got transformed into a 50s movie. Hmm. Huh. We should go. That one's new. We Can we go? <laughs> yeah, we're, um, um, yeah. Is there any other good... Front, side. Can, is there a... Can we go through the roof? Can you guys fly? No. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any other forms? All right, yeah, then. No, uh... Prophet says she's staying. She's not going to know. Yeah, uh... How many are outside? So there's 30 outside. Are they all around the building? Yeah. Um, it's, it seems to be most of the townsfolk. Okay, so maybe more than 30 then. Yeah. Not all of them have torches. Yeah, okay. Maybe we should just try talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just clear all this up. I'll just, I'll, I'll just fling, she flings open the door. People! No, 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 no. Red large. I immediately just, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. It's like, okay. So here's what we'll do. And I'm gonna... I give Evelyn a little boop and cast Greater Invisibility. Ooh. She disappears. Ooh, look, you nah. can't see me. <laughs> I can't see her. Ooh. Oh, concentration. Oh, shoot, I can't do both. Dinar, you're, you were trying to take stock of all the townsfolk oh. and many of the people you know by name. Uh, you hear the sound of horses uh, pulling maybe coaches, and it sounds like a lot of them. They must be coming down the road, which is so engulfed with fog you can't even see it. Yeah. They're, theoretically, according to Dr. Exposition, not after us. They're after the ring. Can we... Who would know that I even have a ring in this wolf form? I, I can't say to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean... Well then, I mean, you there's something... your wolf eye. There's yes. something drawing them to it, is my inference here. Mm-hmm. So we could... Can we... Make the ring go away somehow. That uh, musician pulls out a little flute. Oh, God. Starts playing it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Some you of the falcon, give the ring to the falcon and have it fly away. Disapprovingly at the broken flute. do that flute. on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I want to tell Evelyn, be like, okay, you're invisible. Just go, like, just go out the side door. Go straight because I, we can't both be invisible. So you go and get behind the crowd. And then I'll wait a couple minutes and then I'll do the same, and then I'll catch up to you, and then, I don't know, these guys are, like, from a different show, so they it doesn't really matter <laughs> if we split up, so. They have the ring. Yeah. I start sure. growling at Paulton. And also, they're important. Make the wolf people. invisible. If you're going to make things invisible, make the thing with the ring invisible. Yeah, but they're going to be after the ring. So, then... I guess it, invisibility doesn't matter, then. Theoretically. How about I go create a diversion? Distraction for Oh, we don't need that back. It's going to be so great. I'll just fly above them, and I'll go behind them, and I'll create a diversion. And then they'll make a path, and you all can follow. I mean, you're, prob- you're, just gonna, you're probably going to go do it anyway, uh, aren't bye. you? Bye! Right. Well, that's how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> she finds, can she find, like, an open window or something? She can so open it's a not window a, and throw she herself out. Yeah, she has she got little wing boots. boots. Uh, oh. Yeah, she doesn't walk. She flutters. Um, yeah, so she flies out the window and tries to go, like, Behind the crowd on one side? I hear you. Okay. Can she do that? Absolutely. Yes, you can see that the fog is so thick the farther you get out that you don't see much beyond, like, maybe 100 feet around this tavern. Okay. Just a few other neighboring structures and other things like a parked cart and a hedge and 
Okay. Um, a few small shrubs and things, and then all the people with torches and pitchforks that have surrounded this place. Are there any interesting... But you do hear the coming of a coach, hmm. or two, or three. Maybe I'll go check that out real quick. Okay, they're deep in the mist at this point. They're too far? Yeah. Okay. Do I see anything interesting, like large objects, uh, animals? Nothing like that. Um, it is a... It is. This place is literally engulfed in the, the mists of Ravenloft, as you know them. So things have taken on sort of a grim, quiet, and there's the signs of life that you come to expect are just not present. Hmm. I, I grab the musician guy. I want to grab the musician guy. <gasps> shake him. And be like, what are we looking at here? My master will be along shortly. Well, guys, give, me some, give me something I can work with. And I push him hard against the wall. He's a very nice guy. You'll like him a lot. Oh. Hey, he sounds pretty nice, guys. We could have this all wrong. Give him what he wants. Oh, I say we give him what he wants. Oh, does he? Sounds like a great guy. He's waited a long time for this. Oh, bad. Yeah. Long time. I long motion time. as this guy's talking. These opportunities don't come around every lifetime, you know. While he's talking, I motion to the doctor exposition. Like, just, I'm, what's your read on this? I say to him. He plays well. <laughs> Too well. No. No. Too well. Hmm. I rough him up some more. Just, I don't know what else okay. to do. I just start slamming him against stuff. Yeah, Dinar's just sort of dragging him across like yeah. tables and things. Absent-mindedly, as I think. <laughs> just shaking him like a <laughs> little ragdoll. Yeah. Right? Hmm. All right. I mean... I'm going to talk to, to Van Rick then. Like, so, you're, so if these things get their hands on the rings, that's bad news, right? That is what they want. They want to live again and okay. love again. Yeah, d- cool. That's all nice. Do do people die in that process? Does bad things happen to other people? Perhaps if you give him the ring, he'll just leave. Perhaps. But I have never dealt with creatures this powerful before. These you are, summoned them. These are unearthly beings. Mm-hmm. But I know this. To them, love is all. That is all that they know. Love for each other and anything that stands between them will die. Okay, cool. So just so we clarify, I actually don't have the ring. That would be this one. So I'm in between nothing, just for you know, full transparency, full disclosure. Um, I don't know what you want to do. Oh, wait, you're still a wolf, right? Yeah. I can... Because I'd be like... Go ahead, you can talk to her. Little cat. Scrowls. Hey. She'll turn back into walnut and give up that sweet wild shape for the day. Um, uh, she said, Listen, your friend Soul is in this ring. Right. I need this ring. I'm not giving up this ring. Okay. Who's ever coming, we can deal with them. We have four of us. And I don't know if you know, but we're pretty powerful. So. Uh, that's, that's adorable. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, I at, at, at this point, I'm like fully aware that this is, you know, Barovia, just n- yes. all this nonsense. Yes. It's like, okay, cool. That's adorable. Um, first of all, like, like way further along and level-wise, here, yeah. BT dubs. But also, and I don't want to mess with this. I absolutely Something don't. that you know, or you've come to realize now, and if you don't, Van Richten will tell you, mm-hmm. is that because you have Vistani blood, you can go through the mist. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Cool. So, 
Right. Interesting. Um, and Evelyn's still like out, right? Evelyn, you're flying around out there. As you sort of sink deeper into the mist, you feel the life being choked out of you. Oh, fun. Mm. Okay. Yummy. Um, when you say further into the mist, is the mist less concentrated? The further you get away from the drawn court here, the thicker the mist becomes to the point of being just opaque, where when you fly into it, you can't see more than a few inches in front of your eyes. And the crowd is not affected by the mist? The crowd seems to have come out of the mist unaffected, but they're currently not in the thick of it. And if I, like, grab someone's hat or it, something... It's possible that they followed the mist in. They're, they're super zombie-like, right? So if um, I'm, like, flitting around invisible... Is it your intention I, like, to try to grab something off of one of them? Yeah, I want to, like, mess with one of them the to see if they react. Okay, uh, they do. Um, you can see that they, they get angry. Okay. So she starts trying... To, she she um, doesn't spend too long having the life choked out of her. But she starts just creating, like, havoc in the crowd a little bit, chaos. Like, okay. grabbing this guy's torch and throwing right. it at that guy. All right. Taking this person's hat and lighting it on fire. Yeah. Um, like... Knocking this. See this little. In, well, you'll you'll have greater invisibility, so you don't turn back. So it's just you just see out there a couple, a couple torches get thrown off and into the mist, and some people knocked down and things like that. Okay, distraction force. Right. I, yeah. I am the ghost of Barovia Pass. <laughs> I will. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I, I, uh, You're doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> you got this. We all believe. It's like okay. You should give me that ring. I'm not giving you this ring. You should give me the ring. This is, it's called Home Field Advantage. I know this shit better than anyone else here. And as much as I hate stepping up, um, you need to give me that or else there's a good chance we all die. What are you going to do with it? I need it back. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to keep it. I just want to, we need to figure out like how to keep this, from getting it to him, and I can I can get through this better than anybody else can. Why? What makes you so special? <laughs> I just gave like a really good monologue, and like, <laughs> it feels like a big waste. <sighs> it's like you if you were to stay here and, and die, coaches of mist come through, and as they emerge, they solidify, like they they were ghosts before, but now they're not. And they take on the likeness of horses and wooden coaches. And they're all gypsy Avardo wagons from the Vistani. And you can see at the helm of the lead Vardo wagon is a dragonborn. Who looks familiar or no? No. Dragonborn. Yeah, well, that's cool. The other thing you notice about him is that he appears to be almost translucent. Wraith-like. Hmm. Uh, Evelyn pokes her head in the window. Just click update. Coaches are coming. Kind of ghosty dragonborn driver. Looks I don't like know. A, doesn't look familiar Looks like a whole me. caravan coming through town. Big oh. caravan. Uh, distraction force is causing chaos. I don't know if it's helpful. Okay. I'll keep going. Bye. Dragonborn. Nice. It's like, look. Yeah, it don't sound that bad. There's... I'm, I'm volunteering to step up, and I have the lease and stay here. And y'all are stuck here, and whatever's coming, you don't stand a chance. And if I want to, I can just peace out. But I'm not doing that. <laughs> Amy wants to give you these rings. <laughs> give, give me this ring. <laughs> Walnut's very stubborn. Okay. Um, so Walnut looks at you and goes, um, I need this ring back. Can you give me your word that I will get this ring back when we get through this? 
Yeah. <laughs> Do I trust this guy? He casts his own truth. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, whenever it's convenient, can Evelyn go examine the wagons further? Yes, you can see they come to a stop on the road. And, and the dragonborn gets off of the driver's bench, uh, hops down and stands next to the coach as a man gets out. And this man is, he, he looks like somebody important. He's wearing a top hat. He's wearing beautiful tailored outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can see, however, there's sort of a bright uh, crimson plume uh, tucked into his uh, um, hat and he takes it off and throws it into the coach and sort of pushes his black mane of hair back away from his face and advances toward the tavern. Does he look familiar to me? No. But there's something about him that suggests this is a form that has been chosen, not a form that is true. Uh, it's just too otherworldly in the way he moves and hold, composes himself. As distraction force engineer, I notice <laughs> that there is now no driver in the seat and no passenger in the carriage, and I would Correct. like to take the driver's seat okay. and try to drive the carriage into <laughs> mayhem. Sure, Great. make a uh, animal handling roll. Oh man! That's a that's a one that's a for the one. podcast. <laughs> yeah, that can't be like a like a like a vehicle. You know, we should give away a prize for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Silver lining. Yeah. Let's give let's give away a prize for the sad one. That uh, so as you snap these reins, nothing happens. The horses stubbornly do not move an inch. All right, our prize is Jackbox Party Pack Elderwood Mini Hex Chest. Wow, that's a mouthful. D&D Beyond Legendary Bundle. Enjoy oh. my pain. Wow. All those things. Right now. It's like magic. I, I keep trying to think how we can flee. Okay. We can phase shift. We could go to the test market. Do we have any more of those gold acorns or anything? No. Can we make one? We made one last time. I don't have anything. All right. I can't summon my, my sweet children right now. We just need gold and an acorn. Whenever you guys are ready. Well, all right, to settle your argument, I'll zone, I'll, we'll cast Zone of Truth. Okay, I'm like holding the room. Wow. I'm going to cast Zone of Truth in the room. Okay. Is that something mm-hmm. I'm aware of? You have seen the spell cast. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yes, yeah, so when it goes off, you realize if you talk, you will be compelled to tell the truth. Cool. Can I counterspell? Yes. Ooh. You can. Sweet. And it, since it's under third level, you're automatically successful. Mm-hmm. So you do, I'm just like... <laughs> I, it's like, dude, I don't play that shit. <laughs> well, you look like a liar. It's the only thing. <laughs> it's like, like liar's uh, face. It's like, all right, you know what? Fine. See you around. And he just walks out the door. You walk into mm-hmm. this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just sort of stands in your path, and you look him up and down. He looks you up and down. Uh, he, even though you're about the same height mm-hmm. and composure, there's something about him that suggests age. Okay. Uh, he doesn't look like an old man, but there's something in his eyes suggests, oh, he's, he's been around a few blocks. Uh, and when you look at him, he looks you up and down uh, intently. Mm-hmm. Do I... Uh... So he's another Vistani guy? Yes. And I, like, 
know this. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, kind of like intuit it instantly. I like look at him. I just like kind of give him a. He stands to the side and allows you to pass. So I'm just walking. You see out front this coach with these invisible reins flashing frantically and nothing happening. Uh, <laughs> I will go to this coach. Okay. So you head out to the coach. The man, having let uh, Paulton leave, enters the establishment and feels something as soon as he enters. Um, like some sort of magic. Thanks, and he stands there. You're holding his musician, probably like by an ankle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say I've just been strangling this guy lightly the entire time. <laughs> You've been thinking really hard. Yeah, it's yeah. just absent-minded. Yeah. And so, uh, he, he, he looks around the room and then fixates on you. How does Profa and uh, Dr. Exposition react? Um, you can see Dr. Exposition is looking a little concerned. He is not reacting. He is trying to keep his cool and see what transpires. But he looks battle-ready. For an old guy, he looks like he's ready to spring into action. Profa, of course, likewise. You can see that she has moved to a place where there's no furniture blocking her path to the man. I mean, I'm trying to get a read on the... the I mean, the Dr. Exposition is the one who's been dropping all the info on this so far, so I'm trying to get cues from him. Because I, I don't know that Dinar would know... Like, Dinar... Ha- I mean, Ryan knows, but I have, Dinar has no reason to know what this is about yet. A dragonborn pushes in sort of behind him and just sort of fills the doorway. And you can see through this dragonborn. He is a dragonborn hmm. wraith, as far as you know. Uh, but he's actually walking on the floor. You can okay. hear his heavy footfalls as they come up the stoop. And he stands there in the doorway, semi-solid, and just sort of glares back with these mercurial, silvery eyes. I give him the wink. The, Noah, the all dragonborn Noah wink that they give to each other. Oh. He does not reciprocate. He does not return wow. any mm-hmm. wink. Dissed. Yep. Now, that suggests something. You can see he, there's like wisps of shadow kind of coming off his scales. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shout around, <laughs> Dragonborn. Been there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it actually, that, when you see him, yeah. it's like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Harkens back to that? Yes. Okay. Uh, can I help you? The ring. I've come for it. You have it. Give it to me. It's mine. It's I don't want to get into it. There's been a lot about this ring today. This is my ring. I'm keeping it. I need it. I'll burn the place to the ground. You're not going to get this ring. We can step outside and we can settle this. I'm like, step outside and settle this. I say, take your man, and I throw the fat music guy at him, yeah. and I say, and I push him out sort of him. Sort of half catches him. Yeah, stabilizes I say, him. You sort of dusts him. Take care of him. You, you get out of here and you take him. You go now. I'm once completely ready to walk outside the and I'm like, yeah, Dinar. <laughs> Great. At this point, I'm at the carriage with Evelyn, right? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. You can hear her. Get up, get up, come on, please, come on. I'm just like, hey, uh, so I tried to bluff them into giving me the ring, and I didn't realize that they were here, so now they are in there, uh, probably trying to get the ring. Uh, oops. Okay, get in. Come on. Okay, I, I am in. Can you tell this horse to go? Um, can I? 
Uh, you climb up onto the uh, and take the reins. Make an animal handling check. Sure, that's probably not good. <laughs> nope, that is not good. You got it. Oh, Whoa, did you right. want one oh too? my god. Man, wow. You're bad with animals. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. You it's guys, like anti Dr. Doolittles. I, I like, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, these horses are not budging for either of you. Mm. And uh, do you follow them outside? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> we're just well, sitting in the driver's seat. Uh, we're each like, like so holding oh, one rein. Do, like, do you go outside? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I would not have him. followed them, uh, but I will stick with Walnut. Dr. Rudolph Van Richten will go out with you. Okay. Um, so the three of you are standing outside with this man and his dragonborn bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says, let's get this over with. I have somewhere else to be. Do they see Paulton in, the, in their carriage? You see Paulton on the carriage. Well, we do, do yeah. they? They, if they do, they don't seem to care. Okay, and they definitely don't see. No, okay. not as far as you can tell. Okay. Yeah. So you see, the rest of you guys, you two see that they've come out, are now standing in front of the inn. Um, I'm assuming visually there's like this, the mob is like all gathered around. Yes. Like, like a street fight. Yes. This is Rocky Five. Yes. All right. You we know, fight Tommy Gun. Um. I, I'm compelled by the story of like true love being reunited, but I just kind of feel a little bit worried about those rings being in the possession of the dark No, power. it's bad. They shouldn't have those okay. rings. And to be honest, your soul being in it is the only thing. The man snaps his fingers, and the people come in with their torches and start to light the inn on fire. Okay, we should oh, go help. I uh, cast watery sphere. Okay. Uh, Let's roll initiative. At this point. Okay. Uh, I mean, you I can cast your sphere, and then they will. Yeah. Okay. Different, different one. Two. I go last. Okay. Oh, no. So Dinar rolls a what total? Two. Two. One, technically. Okay. Two minus one. Uh, Walnut? Seven. Seven. Evelyn? Eighteen. 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 And Paulton? Seventeen. Seventeen. All right. So, uh, Walnut, you cast your sphere. Yeah. Uh, how big is it? Uh, uh, 10 foot radius. Great. And I can move it 30 feet. And it just sort of rolls like mm-hmm. across the ground. Okay. So, uh, where do you, how do you want to cast it? What, what's your aim here? Um, I cast it, uh, like, <laughs> like I clip it into the end. Okay. Uh, so the idea is to basically douse the, douse in the as flames. much water as possible yeah. to make sure the flames don't catch. Yeah, so it's okay. like sloshing off yeah. the roof. So you should be able to do just with this, in this first, and you can concentrate on it, mm-hmm. I assume. So as soon as it appears and it starts to move, you kind of wet down one side of the building. Great. On this turn. And then uh, it is Halton's, sorry, Evelyn's turn. So you see... Walnut casts a sphere of water that begins to roll and put out flames that are being lit around the building on one side. There's still fires being lit on the other two sides. And just to clarify, these people that are setting it on fire, I I am clearly under the impression that they're not doing this of their own free will, right? That seems to be the indication, yes. <laughs> it's not as simple as shaving them off with a moonbeam, unfortunately. Mm. Um, do I have any indication of who is controlling them? 
Yeah, the man who just snapped his fingers and caused right. this all to happen. Then that's the guy who had the plume? Yep. Okay. Um, Let's call him Vadir. Right, Vadir. Dark power, lover boy. Um, she's going to stay invisible. Can I... It's greater invisibility, so I can attack invisible, right? Or no? Yes. Sick. You stay invisible. So... For the duration of the, the, the spell. Do my weapons stay invisible just for fluff? I'm oh, interested. yeah. Do we really want to fight Yeah, your, your weapons are invisible. Um... Okay. Well, I can't have them burning down the place, and I can't hurt the people who are doing this of their own free will. So I mean, what? What? Who cares if it's being burned down? Like, what? What? Are, it's a building. Evelyn whispers, "Distraction force," <laughs> and then she goes and takes the heart of Spinelli, ignites it, and tries to invisibly stab him in the back. Okay, the guy with the plume. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, do I still have Bardic Inspiration? I, I think I do. How long does that last? I think it's... Well, I think you use it... Uh, oh, I only use it once? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was like... A, oh, no. Uh, that's a 15? Um, okay, well, he's not wearing any armor. So you are able to strike him with the weapon. He doesn't know, he doesn't know it's coming either, right? Yeah, yeah he so. just yeah. feels a, a burny, a very yes. burny sensation coming through his back. Um, I see a doctor about that. And I'm, I'm going to do it with I. Divine Smite as well okay. at first level. So she whispers, Clarivalander Kabelsi! And she does... Uh, one 16. moment. Okay. That was 20 with my modifier plus... Uh, uh, 14, 34... Yeah, 34. 34, okay. And it's partly fire and partly radiant. He seems to take all of it. Yeah. And that's uh, my first attack. Okay. Hmm. Go ahead and make your second. <laughs> Yay. And so she she's gonna do it from a different angle too, so it's more confusing. Like yeah. what what is burning me? Uh, that's an 18. That is it. Cool. And uh, this is a dark power, right? So Evelyn feels pretty confident that it's something she should fight and destroy, right? Yeah, as a paladin with yeah. your divine sense, there there is something just just impossibly evil about the thing in front of you. Okay, so definitely divine smiting it once again. Um, so that's going to be... 13, 17, plus... Uh, 20... Two. 22. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then she wouldn't have any movement left, right? So she could, yeah. Probably not. Okay. Okay, Paulton, you see flames erupt from this guy's chest and divine light swell up inside of him with each blow. Uh, okay, guess we're fighting. Um, shit. Whew, okay. So, the problem is, if I do something, the greater invisibility is going to wear off because that'll break my concentration. Right. Yes. So... Oh, that's concentration? Mm-hmm. Then counterspell. Would that have worked? Was that a spell? Was that going on? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, well. It played out fun anyway. Really cool. Yeah, yeah really cool. 
Oh. Uh, hey, hold the horse. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play another little jam, and I'm gonna give uh, give Evelyn some bardic inspiration because I'm just like I'm just gonna lay back and support. I'm gonna also kind of like slump down so he doesn't see me. Like okay. it's just like <laughs> fair. Eh, he All wasn't right. mad at me earlier, so. Okay, uh, so you're giving her inspiration? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get a d10 on your next attack roll saving throw or ability check. And then it is bad guys. The dragonborn, uh, seeing that this is uh, the way this is gone, uh, will attack you, Evelyn. Can they when I'm invisible? Yeah. Okay. He's just at disadvantage. Okay. But he knows what square you're in because he saw your weapons. Okay. Maybe it was just, you know, some divine power out yeah. of nowhere. Does 16 hit you? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so he comes at you with shadowy claws and takes a couple swipes oh. with his claws, but does oh. not actually get you. Uh, and then he breathes a cone of necrotic energy at you, and I would like you to make a dexterity, sorry, constitution saving throw. Don't like that necrotic. <laughs> Oh, oh no! no. Oh, I was say, how, how close are you to me? But I don't know, that's that was not gonna help. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight. Okay, you take forty-two necrotic damage. Whoa! What? And how? your maximum hit points also go down by forty-two. Whoa! No! Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, but can so we it's not? a double. Look it's how a double pleased dose. he is. He doesn't care at all. It's a double dose of mm-hmm. necrotic energy in your face. No. Okay. Okay. You said forty-eight. 42. Cool. So 42 off your current hit points and 42 off your permanent forever cool. hit points. Whoa. Cool. Whoa. All right. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, no, jeez. Welcome to dice camera action. Was that yeah. with your, with your uh, inspiration? Wait. That was a saving throw, so I could use my bardic inspiration. You totally could. Also, yes, also, and my aura. Your, yeah, and I have the aura ha! too. Yeah, so you get a. Do we get double? You aura? get plus three from my aura. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm about to be saved. Okay, so I get my d10. Let's do that first. Two. Okay, so that's four plus my six is ten plus my three. Three plus five, so eighteen. Oh wow. Okay. You take 21 damage and 21 off your... Okay, I mean better. Paladin high five. Yikes. Or high five. All right. (laughs) What was it now? All these auras over here. Got a heck of an energy, huh? All right. Uh, The deer turns to you, looks straight at you, Evelyn, like he can see you. Mm Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you and he aren't there anymore. Oh, cool. Great. They disappear. Oh, no. Oh. Evelyn and he are gone. The shadow dragonborn is still there. Oh. Uh, and that's when uh, Van Richten runs him through the back with his silver cane sword. <gasps> yeah. And succeeds. Um, and uh, you can see that this uh, shadow dragon... Even though it's a thin little weapon, it sort of pierces right under through his scales and causes him to shriek in pain. Mm, um, wonderful. And it staggers him for a second there. And then he turns around and glares at the old man hatefully. Uh, what would Walnut Dumpgrass like to do? It, isn't it an turn? Oh, I'm dead uh, last. He's dead last. With oh, the big my fat bad. Two. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that, that's still not their turn order. You're concentrating on your um, right. water orb. Yeah. People um, are still trying to light the inn on fire. So then I'll um, move it to another side um, yeah. and wet that. Okay. Um, and that'll be my whole Okay, do you want to move it all, turn. or do you want to just stay where you are? Kind of, um, I'm just going to stay where I am. In the thick of it? Okay. Uh, um, this This shadow dragonborn, and what am I, like... What am I getting off of this guy, if anything? Uh, just sheer menace. I mean, is he... He's not... I'm not getting any familial tie. He's not related. Um, it would be very hard to tell. Okay. Uh, there doesn't seem... You don't sense any recognition from him toward you? Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is in the inn? Where's... Is, is Prophet still in the inn? She is in the inn. Okay. Or, uh... And actually, she's probably going around and slapping torches out of the hands of people trying to light her in on fire. I was going to say, because like, I, I guess my first instinct was to get her out of the burning house, or a house that was yeah. attempted to be burned. I don't care no if doubt that she can now. take care of herself. Build a new house. Yeah. Um, well, if she was deep in the house, I thought maybe she wouldn't know that people were trying to light her on fire. Oh, I was going to no, go was. get her out. Okay. Um, oh, so I, she got the first whiff of smoking wood. He has paladin instincts every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, you didn't hear her. No. Slap. No. Slap. Are they still trying to light it on fire? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I was gonna... I, I'm gonna try to command again. Sure. Uh, I, but I was gonna... My... my. What I was gonna try to command him to do doesn't make sense now, because he's alone. But I guess I could command... Um, let's see. Nars, big list of command ideas. I do. Oh. <laughs> I have a whole big list of command ideas. <laughs> hmm. 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 We can always do a, a classic uh, flee, but that'll only... Well, it'll, he'll have to take a whole turn running away and then a whole turn running back. Give us a minute to breathe. Sure. If it even lands. You could heal. Do any, any of these things. Oh, no, she's gone. Well, yeah, she's gone. I was, I was going to heal, too. It was one of my other plays, but she's out. So I, okay. I, I, I'll try to command him. I don't know being this spectral weirdo if it's going to work, but I'm going to try to invoke... In command, in doing this, I'm going to try to, like, you know, mystically get a little sense of the, the blood here. Like, okay. I'm trying to get a read on this on this guy. Um, and then eyes light up, and I will say, I'll say flee. I'll say flee. Okay. He's got to make a saving throw, correct? Yep, 14. 14. Huh. Okay. Uh were he to flee, would that happen immediately, or does it happen on his turn? So he has to do it on his turn. He has to spend his turn doing what I told him to do. Got so it. when his turn comes around, right. he's going to... He, as, as your voice reverberates through him, uh, you can see that he sort of shudders and takes steps back away, like he's going to flee. Yeah. Fear, a feeling he hasn't had in some time. Mm-hmm. And then we circle back around to Evelyn... Evelyn, you are standing in a graveyard, looking at the graves of your friends. Oh, come on. Cool, Chris Perkins. And uh, you're with him. Is this a graveyard I recognize? Uh, You can see that it is your family's graveyard. Like uh, that was that's attached to your family estate, you know your grandmother and other mm-hmm. people would be buried here. Mm-hmm. So are your friends and my parents, presumably. Yes. 
that's disconcerting. Yes. And I'm with this dude. Mm -hmm. Is he saying or doing anything? Uh, he's sort of looking down um, and staring at the gravestone of uh, Diath and saying, Did you love them? Of course I did. I mean, do. I mean, what do you want? Nothing from you. And he disappears. And I'm left there? Yeah. Yikes. Can yeah. I roll an insight check to find sure. out anything about where I am? Oh, Yeah, nice. that's nice for once. Uh, 23? You're in your own domain of dread. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Mm. Great. Great, great, great. I was, was going to command betrayal, too. But yeah. nope. he wasn't there to betray. The thing you hear on the mist is, they died because of you. Oh, come on. Jeez. Bye. Ouch. Thanks. <laughs> wow. Bye. This is rough. Uh, Palton. Yeah. Hey. So there's a there's a shadow dragon man who is uh, co recoiling in fear from Donarblitzen. You are still on the mm -hmm. on the coach. You see efforts to light the inn on fire are not meeting with any success at the moment, except okay. on one side where there's a, some smoke billowing up, and then uh, Evelyn and the evil man are gone. Has he come back? Not yet. <sighs> so. All there really is is this this mob and this this dragon dude. Yes. Do I have do I like have any idea where they went? Um so if he is what Van Richten said he is, and he is a dark power, mm -hmm. his powers in Ravenloft are boundless. Um cool. so he could have taken her anywhere, anytime. Cool, great. Paul's gonna like he sees that and he just like gets up and goes to like where they disappeared from. He's just like looking around and just like frantic. It's just like shit, shit, no, 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 no. God. Okay. Um that's not good. That's not good. That's really not good. Okay. Um and just sees the dragon wars just like I guess him. All right. Um, I can get to him and... Oh, yeah, you can get to him easily okay, enough. Cool. Quick question for you, Ryan. Does, would, this, would an attack on him end the spell? Fine. No. Okay, great. Yeah, because I've used this early on. Got and it. We beat him up and they ran away. And Thank you. Beat him up as they were running. Just Got like, it. all right, cool. And I'm just going to, like, run up to him. Yep. And then just hold a hand to his face. I'm mm -hmm. just going to, like, thunder wave off his head. <laughs> Nice. Hey. Uh, does he looks like a pretty, pretty strong dude, right? He's a big guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm casting that dragonborn guy at fifth level. Okay. And if you you can actually touch him, there's just something sort of there's weird. a fifth level. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he's sort of semi-solid. So your hand kind of pushes into him a little bit as you blast him in the face. Okay. Interesting. So that's uh. He rolled a natural one on his saving throw. So yeah. we're going to hit him with the full brunt of your thunder wave. Okay, so... Yeah, so that's... Let's do it to the crown. Yeah, it's a 68. Okay. Roll them dice. Right, Roll them so dice. Oh, sure. So, uh, 
Wow. There you go. Uh, 21. Okay. Ow. He looks quite hurt at this point. And he just goes flying. And he goes flying back 10 feet, smashing up against the wall of the inn. Hmm. That was just like a rage reaction. Just yeah. like, just like can't, can't find her anywhere. Just like, God, God. All right. Uh, and then it is his turn. He sprouts wings. Damn it. Cool. And takes cool, to the sky on his uh, shadowy wings. Okay. Yeah, you run. And uh, See that? He's terrified. Uh, yeah, he just takes to the air and flies up to the edge of the mist. Hmm. And that's all that he can do. And then a scary guy comes back, boom, uh, just appearing more or less where he was before, looks at Walnut mm-hmm. and says, give me the ring. No. You will not have this ring. You will not stand between me and my true love. I won't allow any mortal to do that. This is our time. We've waited long enough. Sometimes true love just doesn't work out. He doesn't like that. Neither does she. <laughs> um, uh, but he can't do anything else. So it that is Walnut's turn. Um, I bring the watery sphere to the Down other, the other side. edge. Yeah. Okay. A bunch of fires go out. Wonderful. You basically douse to all the sides that you can't really get to. Okay. Perfect. Um, and that is my uh, whole turn. Okay. And then Donar. So you're like looking at the inn, maneuvering this thing, and just yelling over your shoulder. Yeah. You're not gonna get this ring. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Splash, 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 splash. Well, he's after you. <laughs> um, and I just feel like going after this guy is just going to be not good for me. So what can I do to buff you? Uh, I run over to you while you're doing that, and I put my uh, hand on your shoulder, and I go, I don't, this is not a fight. I think we're going to win. Uh, we need to really consider getting out of here. And I'll give you protection from good and evil. Oh, what does that do for me? So, uh, well, I'm getting a very, uh, you know... You are protected against aberrations, celestials, elementals, phase, fiends, and undead. I feel like this guy is probably one of those. Uh, okay. <laughs> creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. Uh, you can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed by such a creature, I could undo it. Okay. So. Okay. So you feel this holy aura um, surround you, which it feels even stronger. uh, And and Dinar, you feel in the casting of the spell here, it seems to have even more power. Mm. Wow. We're friends. I feel the friendship. You do feel the friendship. I I go, oh my God, I do. Evelyn. (laughs) Evelyn, you're in your own domain. You can sort of, through the light mist, you can see the run-down estate, um, dilapidated, haunted, probably. (laughs) And all these graves, dead leaves all over the ground. What does Evelyn know about a domain of dread? 
So it is a it is custom made for its dark lord or whoever. Um, it reflects back at them what they are in a way, but corrupts it. Uh, that is why through the clouds you cannot see the sun. Does she know anything about how to escape it? Um, Bastani can pass through the mists of the domains of dread, but the, those that it is meant to contain cannot. So she thinks that unless someone comes for her, she's there forever. Yes. Uh, she falls to her knees at the graves of her friends and not knowing whether it will make any difference or not, offers up a prayer to Lathander, but where usually that's a stream of words and, you know, recitations, this is just kind of a wordless sob. And that's all she does. Okay. Uh, you can see the, with your sobbing, the clouds above you begin to sort of thicken and boil, um, become even more dark and pendulous. She stops sobbing. Okay. She sucks it up. As you suck it up, you can see that there was something kind of forming in the clouds that looked like a face, and then it kind of dissolves away. You don't think it would have been a good thing. So she can't cry Alton. again. <laughs> cool. So uh, this guy reappeared again? Yes. So. And he's fixated on walnut. Paul walks up to him. He's not like attacking or anything. He just kind of like shoves him. He's just like, where is she? I've taken her away. Take her back. Place forever. No. Give me the ring and I'll bring her back. Bring her back and you get the ring. No. If you want, if you really want that ring, I need to have your word. And she needs to be back here first. I want to try and persuade him. Go ahead. Twenty-two. Okay. Um, you feel something. You see something in his eyes. Register. You don't quite know what it is, but there's something that you say relates to him on some level. Mm-hmm. He can sense something. And you hear Van Richten say behind you, some about 10 feet away, tell him what you feel. Paulton hears Van Richten. He looks straight up and he goes, Perkins, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 He looks at him and goes, You know how it is to be separated from someone you care about. And it's happened to me too many times. Bring her back, and the ring's yours. Make another check with advantage, because you broke the fourth wall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That first one is a 23. Uh, 23. Okay. Uh, you can see a tear well up in one of his eyes. 
And he nods, and Evelyn is brought back. Evelyn, you suddenly find yourself in their midst. You coal- She coalesces out of fog. And there's like, I think, you know, sob yeah. tear stains. And Walnut's still here, right? Oh, yeah. Give him the ring. We'll get it back somehow. But right now, this is the only thing we can do. I don't know how many times I got to say this today. (laughs) I'm not giving him that ring. She's not giving him that ring. Your promise wasn't her promise. It is. That was Paulton's turn. Uh, he's not taking his turn. Dragonborn guy is flying away, like the chicken shit he is. It is Walnut's turn. Um, I'd say no one is getting this ring. And I turn into my tree form. Um, There's a I, ring just at the end, unprotected, at the end of a branch, <laughs> just easily snatched. No, no, a bunch no. of bunch of the red larchers are standing there with their smoldering torches, looking at the tree, looking at their torch. Oh, that's oh. fine. Yeah. I'm good to go. Um, so I'm this beautiful red larch tree. Yeah. Um, uh, and I am uh, about to do a multi-attack on this scary guy, which is two slam attacks. Um, that's a 12. Oh, no, and a 10. Okay, uh, you take two swings at him, uh, but they don't connect. Well, I... Bellow ferociously. Okay. What does a tree bellowing sound like? Ryan, what does Dinar do? Uh, Tell well, your no. stupid tree friend to give him the ring or we're all dead. Or worse. <sighs> you ever think, hey, maybe dying's the easy option. Do you want to know what that's like? She doesn't listen to me a lot of the time. <laughs> also, big tree thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> mid lecture, I make a move to heal Evelyn. <laughs> it's Evelyn, but thanks. Um, can uh, I even no. be? No, oh I no, because it reduced all the max HP, right? That's right. So, yeah. oh. and you know that you would know that. So, thanks, all but right. no thanks. Yeah, she's been, she's been drained by horrible necrotic uh, life draining energy. Just you know, having a great day. Got this. Yeah, all right. Big strong paladin. I'll take. You somehow know that I say that to you wordlessly. (laughs) That's all it takes. Uh, I'll try to. I guess I'll try to swing at the guy. Okay. I'll follow. I'll follow the lead. I'm sure this line perfectly for me. Um, Yeah, I got two attacks, so I'll go at him. Uh, I will not go for great weapon master on this first one. So sixteen. Okay, that hits. Okay. Four, five, six, seven, eight, and then I'll smite on top of that. Oh, okay. Uh, and I will do, a, I'll burn a level two for that smite, so uh, 3d8. What did I say? I initially hit for like eight, right? That was first one. Was. Uh, 14, you said? I don't remember. I, I, the second I say something, I forget it. <laughs> All right, we'll okay. say eight. So that's then 10, 13. Ugh, this is not a good one. Ah, 17, or uh, 20. Okay, uh, that is enough to, capo- to destroy this 
corporeal body of his. And as you hit it, it, you can see that he falls down dead onto the ground. You you boy over here. (laughs) Hey, great job, team. Well done. Thank you. Uh, You can see Van Richten sort of pokes the body with his stick, his, his, his staff, and says, this is only the body he was occupying. He'll be back. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs> God. This has been, you know, they say misery loves company. <laughs> Does it? And every time that one of the C-teamers walks out of this room after playing with Chris, they're like, you guys do that every week? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, welcome to the Waffle Party. Bummer. Big bummer. Big old bummer. Ah, This is great. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.